live long and prosper. I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Shut up and take my money. By Grabthar's hammer. <laughs> what a saving. One does not simply walk into Mordor. X never, ever marks the spot. Winter is coming. You're a wizard, Harry. Stay a while and listen. My whole Kermit frog here. ties are cool. So say we all. This is a play on nerds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special episode of A Play on Nerds. I'm Steve. And I'm Jarman. And this one's so special because we do this every year, or at least the years we remember. (laughs) And that's the San Diego Comic-Con trailer roundup. That's right. You might have heard in our last episode we were going to talk about do a copycat cinema, but we're going to be doing that next time. We totally forgot that SDCC was happening. (laughs) Exactly. And by the time you hear this might be a week or so after it's happened, but we can still give it a chat and talk about what's going on because a lot of news. No one's talking about this stuff. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. We need (laughs) two more white guys opinions on these things. (laughs) Hey. I am very white. Thank you very much. <laughs> Two very white guys. Opinions. There we go. Now you got it. I got it. So, Steve, what have you been up to since our last recording? Not a whole lot. Summer is busy season at work, so that just keeps chugging along. Otherwise, this past weekend, uh, we packed it full. We took a trip down and went again to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Nice. Um, and then the next day, this is exciting. Uh, I took Joyce to her first movie in the theater since like the pandemic. Nice. And the last movie she saw in theaters was frozen Two with her grandma and grandpa. And that was her first movie in theater. Wow. Uh, So we went to go see minions, the rise of Gru. Oh boy. (laughs) Um, it was okay. There were like two parts I chuckled at mildly. I find them so annoying. I don't know why the minions. I just can't. (laughs) Yeah, like I get it. It's it's like Three Stooges, classic slapstick kind of stuff. Like I understand what is appealing about them. Mm-hmm. I get it. And they're very marketable. Very much. Throw so. them on a lunchbox. I get it. But <laughs> they aren't that funny. Maybe other movies are funnier than this. Yeah, like I, I think it's not one of the ones you're expected to think a lot. <laughs> no, I certainly didn't. Uh, I thought about the time a lot. And how long it had been. <laughs> is it still um, Steve Carell doing the voice of Gru? It is. Okay. Yeah. At least there's that. Yeah, I guess. At least there's that. Alan Arkin okay. did a voice in this one. That was okay. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive <laughs> and doing voices in Minions films. <laughs> this is what you've become, Alan. So I was really a bash, but now I'm in this movie and I can't do an Alan Arkin impression, but it's kind of like that kind of feel to it. <laughs> Where you're doing Alan Alda. Oh, I got to think of Alan Alda. <laughs> oh, my Alan God. Alan he just doesn't care. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's still alive, too. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm still alive. All these Alan's. Alive all this time. Still kicking it. <laughs> just Alan's everywhere. Uh, what about you, Jaron? What you been up to? Oh, not too much. I uh, actually tonight just hosted a, the first time uh, trivia night um, because a friend of ours named David Strauss, he uh, been coming to us with our to our trivia nights. We go to at uh, this place called Rogue Pub, and we get we've gotten first place twice since this guy's joined our team because he can cover some of the sports stuff, which is really helpful. Um, but he has owns a place called the Kitty Beautiful, which is a orange Orlando based uh, cat cafe. And uh, so he said, "Hey, I used to do trivia before the pandemic. I'd love to try it again. Would you guys want to host it?" 
And so basically he sent out a, like a Facebook thing for people to come and we didn't have a huge uh, showing because it was like a small amount of people heard about it. But we did nerdy trivia and he wrote all the questions because he's really good at that stuff. And okay. I brought like a microphone and the computer to play music in between questions. And it was it was fun. It was a good time. So I tried to get right. you got your cat time in. Exactly. And then there's a lot of cats there. And then uh, my fiance got a snake for her classroom, uh, which is going to be starting up in next week. Is, so it, is it like a corn snake? It's a ball python, which is supposed to be oh, one okay. the most like yeah. uh, docile, best ones for having as pets, and along with corn snakes. But um, ball python is supposed to be like the best for handling and that kind of thing. There and- is a whole thing about how they breed ball by ball pythons to get different pattern distinctions and stuff. Oh yeah, and crazy naming conventions and how if you take one that has this trait and crossbreed with one of this trait, it comes out as this new thing. Like. They call it, it is morphs, nuts. apparently. The, it is nuts. Yes, different morphs. And so she has one that has three different morphs that are all kind of rare. And it was a friend of hers that has tons of snakes and put a Facebook post up that she was getting rid of this one. It's got like butterscotch and like um, uh, honey. Is it one of the ones that is so messed up it can't hold its head straight? Oh, no, <laughs> thankfully not. I think there's a morph called spiders, if I remember correctly. Ooh. And they have this thing where like they have real bad equilibrium, so they can't tell when their head is upright. That's funny. And they like turn upside down and shit all the time. It's real messed up. It's like breeding dogs. It is. Like, it's so messed up. Well, this one's normal in that in way it acts, but it's just it's pretty like yellow colors, yellow on uh, darker yellows and stuff. Butterscotch. But it's much bigger than she expected. It's like a big ass snake. Um, but she's, yeah, ball pythons will get pretty big. Yeah, she's good at handling it. But the problem is, it's they get stressed very easily. They're not really the cuddliest things. You're supposed to only handle them like once a week. And they ball pythons especially like love curling up into a ball and hiding most of the time. So it's not the most interactive pet. And then the problem is feeding it. It's stressed out because it's a new environment. She bought all this amazing stuff for it, like for its terrarium. But then we've tried feeding it two different rats and it does not go for it. So we had to throw away the rat. And so I did that tonight again. For did, there, did its old keeper tell you how it eats? Yeah, it says get it a medium-sized rat once a week. Just dangle, okay. it, dangle it in the terrarium and it's just supposed to grab it. Um, but it does it does it does frozen to thaw. It's only been doing a live kills, which was basically where you go to the place. Thankfully, they do the killing for you. And so you have a fresh kill rat. OK, they hand you in a bag and you take it home. We tried that the first time. It didn't okay. go for it. This time we did do the frozen one because she's going to have to do frozen to thawed because she's going to be in a classroom setting. and She need to like have them there just in the freezer waiting, you know. Um, right next to the yogurt cups yeah and it's a gross process to thaw it out like but she's a trooper she's doing it herself she wants to do it so it's up to her yeah, that's part of snake ownership it's like telling your kid you know if you want a puppy you got to take care of it so that's what she's doing <laughs> she's taking yeah, care but of the kids thing. never take care of it that's a, <laughs> that's a problem so that's a bad analogy german but in this case she actually is taking care of oh, okay well then she's not the kids that's she true. is the parent in this scenario right i'm the kid who's saying other, i'm not taking right. care of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you want it no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then nobody's the child in the scenario. No one is the child in the scenario. <laughs> the children are the are the children are the child. <laughs> in the yeah, the children in her middle school class that will not be taking care of it are the children. Uh, they'll right. they'll love seeing it, but they won't want to take care of it. So yeah. that's been uh that's been going on with me. So I think that brings us to some uh, nerdy news. Oh yeah, it's time for nerdy news. So we'll be talking about a lot of other nerdy news later, but this is a little different kind of nerdy news. Something right up my alley that Steven just loves, which is some paranormal is news. Not ghosts. 
Okay, well, not ghosts is fine. I'm going to call this segment Undeniable Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. So <laughs> the new name that the government gives UFOs or unidentified flying objects is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon or UAPs. And okay. there's been a lot of news over the past several years of revealing that the government has had paid programs researching UAPs, UFOs, for several years now. And they were not really telling the public about it. Um, and then some videos came out that were on CNN everywhere of, like, pilots that have recorded uh, videos of UFOs. So it's kind of opened up this box of interest. And so just recently, the Pentagon just announced, this is past week, that they're expanding the scope of its UAP research department and they're giving it a new name. Um, they had changed the name after the whole public found out to the um, Airborne Object Identification and Management Group or IMS. But they, <laughs> they changed that name now last week. It'll now be called the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office or ARO, which is much more easy to say. And this department will coordinate with the Department of National Intelligence or DNI. And their goal is to synchronize efforts across the Department of Defense and with other U.S. federal departments and agencies to track and identify unknown aerial anomalies encountered by military personnel. And this includes anomalous, identified space, airborne, submerged, and transmedium objects. Now, these transmedium objects have been seen by a lot of pilots. That's why they mention it, because they're objects that seemingly can go from the air into the water without even breaking the water stride or like causing a splash. They basically are these crazy objects that pilots have reported many times as they're trying to figure out what the hell they are. Um, it'll be run by somebody named Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick. He's the chief scientist at the Defense Intelligence Agency's Missile and Space Intelligence Center. And he's been the C the DNI and CIA his whole life. Um, and I take it that David Duchovny was not available. He's not available. Yeah, he's off um, figured banging chicks and joining his life. <laughs> So, yeah. And has six primary functions. This department is surveillance, collection and reporting, system capabilities and design, intelligence, operations and analysis, mitigation and defeat, governance and science and technology. So this is quite the big announcement that they're kind of openly giving to the world, which is like, Rip, yep, we're definitely uh, investigating this stuff. And it really happens to our pilots all the time. So it's kind of fascinating. I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, I like the idea that they're coordinating efforts and like at the end of the day, even if it's not, you know, aliens and it's like dangerous vehicles and the Russians, right. yeah, I'll just throw, just throw the Russians out there. Like we still want to know about it. So mm -hmm. in that regard, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. They never mentioned aliens once because they basically are saying our pilots are seeing these things are showing up on radar. We want to know if it's a natural phenomenon, if it's an enemy power, like we not necessarily aliens, but what the hell is it? You know, that's a good thing I think, to figure out. I think that in 10 years, a lot of this is going to be revealed to be like drone kind of stuff. Like illegal drone operations? Illegal drone operations or even, you know, other military operations. And some of that might be revealed through this cross-functional yeah. relationship they're building where the Navy's going to be like, ah, sorry, that was us. I agree with some of that because bad. <laughs> in the past, they, the government agencies don't talk to each other very well and they keep secrets from each other. And so like the stealth bomber, the, the Air Force didn't know about it. They're like only parts of the Air Force know about it. So they reported UFOs that were actually the stealth bomber for years. So it's like, yeah, I right. agree with that. It's like if they coordinate efforts now, they can stop doing that. That'd be cool. That, and some of the amateur stuff can get to incredible heights, can move at incredible speeds. And with drone like quad engine technology stuff, 
you're right. They can move in a way that most manned aircraft just can't. Yeah. And this look unnatural because we haven't seen it before. So, right. And they're zippy, man. They go. And even their size could be part of what's happening because, you know, they see these things. They assume they're larger than they are. Right. And they're moving faster than something that size could possibly move. Mm -hmm. You know, so some of that will be revealed. And it's not a bad thing this agency exists. Yeah, because then they can just figure out more about their own our own airspace, and that's a good thing, no matter what you're doing. So, there you if go. anything, the bad thing is that it that this will fan the flames of like conspiracy nutty alien people everywhere, <laughs> right? Like there are level headed alien people like you, Jarman, but. <laughs> not all alien people are like you, Jarman. Well, I, I was a uh, quote in the article from this guy, Nick Pope, who's worked used to work for the Department of Defense in Britain. And he's uh, he said that when he worked there, his his job was like the small version of the X-Files. He was the only guy set to these silly projects and people reporting UFOs. And he and said he was assigned a plucky, redheaded, skeptical <laughs> doctor. Oh, he wishes he would. <laughs> but he said out of the, all the cases, he would get five percent that were unexplainable. Um, and so if this project can address that 5% that they get at those departments, that would be helpful no matter what, if maybe it is aliens, that'd be kind of cool, but you know, who knows plucky redheads for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where like, sometimes people die for unknown causes too, but that doesn't make it an alien disease. Exactly. You know, it means it's unexplained. That's all it means. Same reason. Like in all of human history, never once has it turned out to be magic. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. not one time has it actually turned out to be magic <laughs> that's why with the whole atheism thing because it's like basically when people can't explain something they just say god I'm like well that's magic we don't we, we don't know magic exists so how can that be the explanation <laughs> we thought it existed when like the sun came up every every day and we thought like oh the gods are there but it turns out that was just science it didn't it turn out science. to be magic it was unexplored science so here we go maybe we'll get it with the <laughs> the new arrow department but right, I, well, I think that yeah. takes us into our main segment. Yes. SDCC 2022 roundup. Yeah. Extra white. <laughs> Extra white edition. So I think uh, we're going at this first from the angle of the awesome trailers that were released. Yeah, trailers. We're going to kind of skip, I think, most of the television. I think there's one or two things in here worth mentioning. Yeah. The ones uh, that were like lo- season three of something, we kind of skip yeah, over that. Right. But the big, big announcement, TV stuff. And then we'll talk about briefly about the entire Marvel slate, which was revealed for the rest of uh, the rest. Whatever remains at phase four, all basically all of phase five. Yeah. And a few things in phase six, which is nuts. That is crazy. <laughs> which takes us like 15 years into the future. How I'll probably have a that? child by the time some of these movies are out. Yeah. So there you go. One of my kids will be in college. It'll be great. <laughs> so trailers. Uh, I'm just call- kidding. By then, all colleges will be replaced by prisons. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll all be in prison. <laughs> all right. First trailer. She-Hulk. This is not our first trailer for this, but certainly gave us a better look. Yes, and I'm very excited about this just because I love the actress um, who is an orphan black, Tatiana Maslany playing She-Hulk. She was also on Parks and Rec. Love her, love her. And she was all. There's also Jamila Jamil, who you'd recognize from Good the Place. Good Place, playing with an unknown villain of some sort. And uh, yeah, there's some exciting stuff. Going I on. think this. I 
I think that some of the CGI is closer to final and a lot of my concerns from the first trailer are kind of put to rest. There was a lot more texturing and a lot better close up shots. Right. I and I talked about this uh, like last night with some more geek people. And I think the issue they're having, at least in my opinion, is that they keep trying to make her look too much like the actress. Whereas like uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk doesn't look a lot like it looks a little bit like Mark Ruffalo, but they went just made him more different looking. And now it's like they're trying so hard to make it still look like her and more human that it looks more fake, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's fair. Because she's still really pretty as as She-Hulk. And it's like, I know she is. Right. She's not hulking enough. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. But I, Um, yeah. But I don't know what the plot of this is going to be yet. You know, we know that Emil Blonsky abomination is involved. Yeah, but she's like, assigned to the, the new division of defending um, super powered individuals as an attorney because she's an attorney and she's also super powered now. So she gets put in charge of that. And her first client is Emil Blonsky, this dude. And for bag. some some reason, Wong is there. Yeah, because Wong we know shows that up. He hangs out for some with reason. abomination yeah. from Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. That's um, a thing. So I, I don't know. I'm I'll watch this. I'm looking forward to it. I don't have enough scope to know what the hell it's about yet, though. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time getting my um, fiance interested in it. She just doesn't know much about it. And I understand that. And the trailers aren't getting her into it. I'm like, we're going to watch it because it's a Marvel show. But just eh, who knows? Yeah. Fair. Now, what's next? Jeremy? All right. We have uh, Shazam 2. So what? did you like the first Shazam? I thought the first Shazam Shazam. Shazam was uh, very cute. It was fun. I thought it was such a nice break from a lot of the other just darkness that DC yes. was feeding us. It was delightful, I thought. Um, So this one, I don't know how they got like Jimin Hansu back. Like, I don't really understand how he's back for this one, but whatever. It's good that they've got like an Oscar nominated actor. Was he dead in, in the, the last cast. or something? Or was he not in the last? I don't know. I thought he like died when he gave up his power, his Shazam power. But now he's back. Oh, he was the original Shazam guy. Right. He was old Shazam guy. Oh, he's still old that. Shazam guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I like the idea of, you know, the family splitting up and like the Greek God showing up to get their stuff back. I think it's like a fun angle. I just thought it was like a lot going on in this trailer. Like, whoa, they're doing a lot of shit in this one movie. Like, there's well, too much. Well, yeah, happening. they were like, crap, we got to show this Helen Mirren at least four times. <laughs> yeah. And I could have sworn they said in the last movie that they only had those ships Sazam powers for temporary basis, but they're just permanently all superpowered now. I guess. But I, it's, it just seems like a lot. I think they're be doing too much. It's kind of going to have it's, like that Spider-Man too many villains problem. I don't it, know. It's, I like that it's keeping the lighthearted tone and the comedy tone. Yes. I agree. It looks like there's far too much going on and it feels like it's going to be predictable and not necessarily in a good way. And how is this in the same universe as the rest of those DCEU movies? Who knows? Because they're so right. messed up at this point. <laughs> like we know Superman exists in this universe. We hear him talk about the other guys. Right. Um, so I don't know. Because that know, leads man. us right into Black Adam. Black Adam. Which is directly related to Shazam, because in the comics, they're like enemies, but also work together because Black Adam's kind of like your anti-hero kind of dude uh, played by The Rock in this one. Yeah, I mean, they got The Rock, so he's pulling at least 50, 50 mil on this. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it, man, but it looks really pretty. It's just uh, I'm not too familiar with the story. And I I was hoping that we'd see Shazam in the trailer for Black Adam, but we don't. It's just very, it seems more dark again. I think there will definitely I think they're holding it out. The fact that they released both trailers side by side. Yeah. 
I'm willing to bet that that Shazam shows up in Black Adam. And maybe vice versa. Like the And both, maybe vice versa. They probably filmed at the same time or something. Um, that being said, Black Adam also feels predictable mm-hmm. in that, you know, it's clearly there's only so many paths to becoming like the reluctant villain or the anti-hero. Right. <laughs> so like he's got these powers. He doesn't want him. He wants revenge on the people that has him. He gets it, but it comes at a price. Like, okay, <laughs> we know. And then he's actually going to save the city, but somehow going to be blamed for it. Yeah. And that's how he becomes the villain. I'm so not edgy. by choice, <laughs> but he knows he did the right thing, you know? And I see they're trying to sneak in that um, Captain America type scene with the CGI or something, because he starts off in the, in the trailer as like a good guy in good shape, but not rock shape. And they put it, they show him going into a tank of some <laughs> right, sort, right. not human mountain level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the guy who goes into the tank looks like how our superheroes looked in like the X-Men movies. Like, wow, that guy's really buff. But now to be buff, you have to be like a, a giant monstrosity. <laughs> so anyway, I think he's doing the, the transformation, this like pod thing. And he turns into the Black Adam. He'll be the giant rock that we know. But I don't yeah. know. I don't have a huge amount of interest for this. Well, but, let's talk about something I do have a huge amount of interest in. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot right, of interesting yeah. things. This trailer. The one thing There's I like a funeral is funeral for Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Uh, a cool thing, a old friend of the podcast, Jerry Herrera, he used to write for us and we did a little. Um, oh, Jerry. Yeah, I'm still friends with him on Facebook and he posts lots of interesting stuff. And he's um, a Mexican-American. And he said post he said seeing that there was going to be some Mesoamerican representation with the Atlantean society with Namor and everything was pretty cool. He's like, it looks like um, Mesoamerican futurism. He says, like, first Black Panther did like Afrofuturism. And that was really cool. He's like, he's really glad for his own like people, his culture, that they'll be experiencing some of that in the movie too. So that's kind of neat perspective. But we do have to see Namor in here, and apparently they're not going to call it Atlantis; they're going to call it something else. Like, I'm a, some right, right, a lost Mayan city of some sort. Right, I'm sure. Uh, I'm excited. Not only is it a franchise that I feel like has a lot of integrity, mm-hmm. um, I'll be. I'm excited to see how they treat it. Like we've never had like a real life death in the MCU, right? Nor a major recasting like this, except not for th- a not that they're recasting War Machine but, is the only one I can think of. But yeah, true. Uh, that's, that's because Terrence Howder decided he needed to make his own math and get paid more. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he has like sex or not? Uh, he has like domestic abuse violations and stuff. So yeah, dude, he's a jerk. Terrence Howard. You crazy man! You ventral. Don Cheadle is a is an American treasure. So he is a treasure. We must protect him. <laughs> um, but this is another one of the situations where I see a lot of cool visual language, a lot of we'll say bullets being loaded into guns. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where where the plot is going. Yeah, I love I love angry Angela Bassett as the queen. She's just a badass. She just seems so pissed oh, yeah. off. And like, I wonder where that pissed offness is going to go. So so but I want to lock it in now. Who is going to be the new Black Panther? I don't think it's going to be Shuri because or Shuri, because she said a lot no, of bad it will, social media stuff. It will most certainly not be her that we can agree on. Yeah, she'll be the she has to always be the, the intelligence behind the wheel anyways, like the person, the computer. Um. But yeah, the uh, what's I forgot the name of his is more like his girlfriend, right? Right, right from the River Tribe. Yeah, I think she might have a good chance of being it. 
I so here's my favorite theory I've heard so far mm-hmm. is that there will be two Black Panthers. Okay. Because in their culture, there's Bost, who is the Black Panther god, but then there's another god or goddess that was mentioned in uh, Civil War mm. by T'Challa. He's like, like death is a stepping off point. We wait for Bost and I want to say Nafet, but that might be wrong, uh, with open arms. So there is maybe another deity. Hmm. And so I think that we're going to get his the girlfriend character you're right i can't remember her name i'm awful too is gonna <laughs> take on the female deity version okay and we may see the return of eric killmonger but isn't he dead yeah but the ancestral plane is a weird place that's true they or- can do just about anything and basically collectively everyone agrees he's the best villain in marvel history yeah he was just the most well-rounded guy like besides loki maybe um, so I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing that giant dude become the black Panther. <laughs> That's true. And he's had a good career leading up to this and he's had some notable roles yeah. between his start and now. Um, so I don't know, but I'm excited either way. I'm excited. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I am Groot. A collection a series of, shorts. of shorts Yeah, on Disney plus. I like this like short form thing that Disney plus is doing. Because it gives us new content. It doesn't, they don't have to commit to anything or any one premise. Right. For what equates to, not say that Groot is a shallow character, but they know his limits. Yeah, he can't do too much. (laughs) Can't do too much. (laughs) He is Groot and it pretty much ends there. If you have a 10 minute Um, short of him talking to a flower, that's adorable and that's fine. (laughs) But I admit some of the best parts of the Guardian, especially the second Guardians film, is just Groot being adorable. Yeah, or an angsty teenager <laughs> or an angsty teenager. So why not this show? I'm yeah, on board. It's cute. Um, and then we have changing directions real quick. John Wick four, which I think I saw the third one, but they were all badass and fun. Yeah. Like I'll watch a bunch of these because I know what to expect. The plot's not going to be too thick. John Wick is a good character. Keanu's performing the hell out of it. And it's impressive to see him, see him do so much of his own stuff. He just kicks so much ass. <laughs> so much ass. Um, so I'm on board. I'm on board for as many of these as Keanu wants to make. Yeah. I'm not, I don't really care about them making a spinoff series about the hotel and the assassins because no Keanu. I'm not really on board. But the movies. Yeah. Count me. Right. Dungeons and Dragons. The movie. Yes. Didn't we already do this, guys? <laughs> it was pretty good. One of the Waynes brothers was in it. It was terrible. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Jeremy Oscar award winner Jeremy Irons was in it, guys. But now we have Hugh Grant. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Hugh Grant and Chris, Chris Pine. Pine and Michelle Rodriguez and the redheaded kid from It. And Reggae Jean Page, who's everyone loves from uh, the, the Netflix series. The women are all gaga over him. He's playing yeah. the paladin. And the kid from from Detective Pikachu is in it. Oh, yeah. That's who that is. Huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The the community, this certainly looks, I don't know. It looks face value. And that might be what Dungeons and Dragons needs right now. It looks like I, I, I was like, oh, my God, look at this cast. This is weird. It looks too colorful. But then I watched the trailer and I'm like, OK, you know what? It's not taking itself too seriously. And it looks kind of fun, and I think it's going to be fine. And they had a lot of good references there, in there. 
they're using real locations. Most of the monsters and stuff we see are identifiable. Yep. Even bigger ones like the big fat dragon is probably Embershod. And then you have the uh, the um the mimics and the gelatinous uh, cube. The gelatinous cube and the displacer beast. And um so in that regard, like they have a whole world of things to pull from. Yeah. They shouldn't screw this up. Yeah, the the chick from uh Fast and the Furious. What's her name? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm cautiously optimistic. Me too. And if anything, it'll give us a chance to rewatch the original one when this one comes out for this show. Oh my God, you're right. We have to. I know. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. <laughs> uh, next one, quick mention, just because the trailer, it, it was more like a, a re-teaser. Yeah. Uh, which is Prey, Predator 5, which is going to be a Hulu exclusive. I'm very excited for it, but the trailer they released was, as I said, it was like a second teaser. Yeah, not much Almost. more new info. But the cool thing uh, I know about this is that they actually have a two versions coming out, one in English and one in Comanche. That's and, awesome. And the actual actress and actors in there that are the native uh, Comanche people are actual Comanches. So, like, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so they went that's that, pretty killer. They try to get everything really actually accurate from the time. Um, and so that's why I'm like, wow, they're actually taking this seriously. Like, I. I'm up for it. I'm thinking it's cool. I'll, I'm going to watch the original Comanche with subtitles. <laughs> uh, next one up, Sandman. This is actually going to be a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few shows that made it into our list. Um, it's original by Neil Gaiman. And I think it was a book and or graphic novel. I think both. And it's very highly anticipated. I mean, people have been wanting this for years. But, but my just- understanding is that Sandman, who like makes dreams and creation and stuff, gets trapped and and escapes after many many years to basically find that his kingdom has been overtaken, and that someone who makes I think makes nightmares has take is is it walking among the waking earth like our earth? Um, he's like in the real plane. He's not supposed and to be here. That's a big no no. Yeah, and there's lots of monsters, and the tall chick from Game of Thrones plays Lucifer, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But this is first uh, trailer for it. It's, it's pretty, visually it looks cool. Yeah, it looks like I'm gonna dig it. It looks very interesting, for sure. Uh, House of the Dragon. The Game the, of Thrones spinoff. The Game of Thrones show. spinoff that takes place hundreds of years before the show. Is it uh, hundreds of years or is it just like a couple generations? I couldn't tell. It's hundreds of years? Okay. I thought maybe I recognized some names, but maybe I didn't. I mean, the Targaryens ruled for a long, long time. And the, the reason I think it's a long, long time ago is because they said that basically as the Targaryens ruled longer and longer, the dragons got smaller and more sickly and the dragons we see here look pretty big and that's true and healthy. That's sort of how I'm gauging it, but I could be wrong. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I'm getting more optimistic for this. The more things I see that young actress in it, who looks like a miniature um, mother of dragons, she uh, seems awesome. Like in the, her scenes, just seem very intense. Like the dialogue sounding better from this trailer. Like you said, it's looking better and better the more I see. And it. I watched a video online that explained the genealogy and why the fight, like the conflict that is likely to be explored. And it, that it itself is interesting. So mm-hmm. at the very least, it'll be like a period political drama with some dragons in it. Kind of like what Game of Thrones was, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think. This will be more political. I think this will be more like political intrigue and less it's giant lean, battles. lean heavier into that. I think. Right. That's more affordable, too. So that's good. Uh, and then something that took me by surprise and has a Game of Thrones alum in it. Yes. Uh, interview with a vampire mm-hmm. uh, from the Anne Rice book and extended into a TV show. 
instead of the movie that we had with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and all them back in the day. Uh, I read an interview with the vampire years ago and it's a great story. I don't know how they do full TV show. Oh, okay. Was like, there sequels and stuff though to interview with them? There might have been. Maybe that's the piece of this I'm missing. I think there I was. didn't read any of them. But yeah. it's one of those things where there are times where he kind of trails off and is like, and it went on like that for years, us living in this cycle. So I'm like, maybe they're exploring that right sort of time. Because like the movie back in the day explored like Victorian times, and then this one seems to be taking place like in the 19. 19- 30s maybe or something in, in Louisiana. They might be dating it up a little bit. Uh, if I remember correctly, the last one took place in the late 1800s in Louise in like uh, in New Orleans. Did it? Is where it starts. Okay. If I remember, I was thinking if my outfits. memory, they're like plantation owners, like Southern. Like he's a the in the original one, he's a plantation owner. Oh, I see. If I, if I remember correctly, and this one seems to be exploring uh, some some gay vibes, uh, like between the the lead vampire. Uh, the book is much more the vampirism is much more intermingled with sexuality, right? Than the movie was in, and then the movie, yeah, exactly. Because you couldn't do that with Brad Pitt; he was a heartthrob at the time. So we're gonna have a, a sexy show in all directions. <laughs> sexy vampires. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. So those are the trailers where we mainly mainly found interesting. Um, there's a couple more that are online that I have not watched because they're leaked ones that are terrible quality. So I didn't bother with yeah, those. Yeah, I, I saw one of those too. They'll be out in a couple of weeks when we can watch them in high def. Like, well, but that's what we were excited about. Yeah. And now let's just do a brief run through the Marvel lineup because we don't know enough about any of these to talk about them ad nauseum. Right. Uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. First entry of with Kang in it after Loki. Yes. And it's going to be the first entry of phase five. I think we're going to get a lot more time stuff. We're going to get more information on the TVA. I wouldn't be surprised if Loki shows up somewhere. Possibly. Um, um, Secret Invasion, which uh, will play off of the 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 guys who can transform their shape. What the hell are they called? Uh, uh, the scroll and the, the Kree. Yes. The conflict. Scroll and the Kree, which is weird. Something that the public has much interest in that. So I don't know how they're going to make that tied into people will care about it. But Nick Fury will probably be involved because the last we saw him, he was in space with the scroll. Um, so we'll see how that gets involved. I think we're going to find that like some characters we know have actually been mm. scroll. And I think the other idea that I once again, I heard a theory about this is that when the when the blip happened mm-hmm. and and half people scroll just took over people's identities ah. and then when people showed back up they were suddenly displaced that makes sense that'd be cool um echo the character from the spinoff character from a uh, hawkeye yes getting her own show uh it said that vincent nofrio will be back as uh wilson fisk in that kingpin Kingpin. That's exciting. Yep. Uh, Guardians volume three. The final volume. Um, which it may not be the final volume, but James Gunn said it'll be the final volume of the Guardians as you know them. Yes, he did phrase it in a specific way. So there could be different Guardians. The, right. The Guardians have gone through sort of a rotating membership, but I think this will be the last time we see this set cast. And probably no more Star Lord after this, if I had to guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Loki season two. God, I can't wait. Can't wait. First season was awesome. Simply amazing. Uh, the Marvels, the next entry. 
Yep. We'll have Monica. I think Monica's the name of the daughter. Rambo. Monica Rambo. And yeah. Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel all together in a movie. Yeah. And we're going to find out what happened at the end of Ms. Marvel is thought to lead into that. And I had not seen the very last episode of Miss Marvel yet, so don't, don't ruin it. For no, me. I'm not going to spoil anything, okay. but the, there's a theory that, that they are connected and that it'll pick up in some way. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Blade. I'm so excited to watch them reinvent Blade. Man, they announced that and the lead actor so long ago. It was years ago. So long ago. <laughs> and then he got teased at the end of Eternals. Yes. Um, Ironheart, who we got, who the character we got introduced to in the Wakanda Forever trailer yes. trailer she, one little shot of her uh knocking out the heart out of her armor so that's pretty cool yeah uh what if uh, season two they didn't put a place on this on the main announcement but it is announced that it's happening so i'm so excited what if especially with the multiverse kind of blooming before our eyes oh yeah i'm into it be fun uh agatha coven of chaos if you haven't seen dr strange i'll just say there's reason to believe that uh agatha is released from the uh, spell that binds her. And so it might be her forming her own team of witches. I or didn't something. think about that, that she'd be released from her spell. Hmm. Yeah. But Catherine Hahn is hilarious and amazing. I, I think that's great that she's getting this opportunity to be this. So, and the next thing we got is daredevil born again. Looks like daredevil's coming back due to popular demand. I hope they don't. My fear is that they're going to try to like soft reboot it. I really hope they don't do that. I hope they don't do that. May I soften it? Like I understand it's going to be on Disney, so it can't be the super gritty Daredevil mm-hmm. we knew. But don't get rid of it, man. Instead, it's a don't perfect opportunity to fold in in their own way. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, if they have to. But nope. like, <laughs> nope, get it? Nope, Re- redo that, fix that, or just leave them alone. Just don't bring back Iron Fist. Um, but like, I loved Luke Cage, love Jessica Jones. Like they're so good, and so like. There is a waste not to use them in future MCU properties. So bring them in in your own way into this Daredevil Born Again address that it's related to the previous projects, but you don't need to bring back everything, you know, like, right. But just don't write them out like they never happened. But just bring back Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. They're wonderful. And the Punisher. Yeah, he can come around if he wants. Once again, (laughs) don't bring back Iron Fist. (laughs) I am the Iron Fist. No, you're not pasty white British no, gentleman. No, I, I promise. I'm the Iron Fist. Oh. No, you are the Knight of Flowers. Go back to pasty Britain. Oh, flowers. Lovely. Please don't hate me, our British listeners. I just think that <laughs> that, that Iron Fist was a travesty. It was. Um, Captain America, New World Order, with uh, first movie Captain America with our new Captain America. Mm-hmm. Sam. Sam. What is his last name? Sam what? Sam. Sam. The Eagle. No, that's just his costume. <laughs> Sam. I don't know. I, I can't. Something forgetting. It's been a while since I watched the show, too. But that'd um, be fun. And it's thought that Captain America, New World Order, and Thunderbolts are going to like directly correlate to one another. Right. Because we've been seeing all the people who are becoming part of the Thunderbolts through all these TV shows and movies, especially the TV shows uh, with um, Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus kind of pulling together this team for somebody, and we don't know who she's working for. Um, and then I think it's going to be General Ross in the comics. It's General, General Ross. Well, yeah. Well, because his nickname is Thunderbolt, like yeah. Thunderbolt Ross. But so. <laughs> the actor passed away just this past year who played Thunderbolt Ross, William Hurt. Did William Hurt die and I missed it? William Hurt died. It was oh, very man. sad because he was not that old either. Um, 
So we don't have Thunderbolt Ross anymore. So now someone else has to take that place. And Thunderbolt Ross became the Red Hulk in the comics. So that would have been cool, too. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what they do with that. Well, hopefully we get a tasteful recast. I, I, that'd, be, that'd be fine. Um, and then ones they don't really have a schedule but are going to happen at somewhere in there is Avengers the Kang Dynasty. I guess where they're going to finally face off against Kang. Um, but it might not mm-hmm. finish until Endgame Part 2, which will be Avengers Secret Wars. Which I just saw a thing from Kevin Feige that said Secret Wars will be ten times bigger than Endgame. Is what he said. It's going to... <laughs> if they are loading up the amount of things I think they are. And uh, me and some of the nerds in the thread that you're also a part of mm-hmm. started like a quiet comic book club. <laughs> we, start, we basically just started a separate thread. And so I got the Marvel Unlimited subscription. Nice. And so I am reading through uh, Secret Wars now. Nice. And now that I understand, now that I understand the general plot of Secret Wars, I'm not going to give away anything here. Now that I understand it, I understand how this could be the biggest superhero crossover event in the history of cinema. And they'll just call it quits after that. I know they will make so much more money. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it could be big. And I mean, big. That's crazy. And then we have somewhere in the plot too. They didn't really say where we have fantastic Four. Um, They say it's going to happen, but see, if you look back at some of these SDCC and um, announcements, a lot of things they change. change this year, especially or the, the years of COVID, especially the, their schedule has changed drastically. They moved a lot of things that were going to be movies into TV shows to um, point that to the point where they had to film new scenes for films because they had to address the fact that they were now coming out after another film. Right. For project. Um, and so a lot of people are saying that they're like, oh, the mutants are coming. All the mutants are going to be in this. And while there's a lot pointing towards that, um, especially with some recent stuff, mm-hmm. I don't want to say more than that, <laughs> um, that they're definitely coming. But everyone's like, oh, they're going to show up in blank. Oh, they're going to show up in blank. Oh, they're going to be blank. And I don't, I think that the mutants are like Marvel phase seven. Yeah, they need some material I think to work we will with. get the very littlest, and I mean the very littlest of them through phase five. In six, they'll get upped a little bit, but we're not really going to get mutants till phase seven. I can tell you right now. Yeah, like one of the youngest kids in Stranger Things right now will play a grizzled older Wolverine <laughs> by the time those movies come out. <laughs> right. That's we're talking, how long it's going to be. <laughs> exactly. We're talking 15, not kidding, 15 years from now, maybe more. Yeah, they got to leave some some rope to get themselves to play with later on, you know, because otherwise we will review those films on episode 326. We'll play on Earth. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but yeah, that is pretty much uh, the most interesting things we found from the SDCC announcements, but uh, stay tuned for more next year. Yeah. All right. Now I got a bit. Fantastic. All right. Uh, this game that I've created is called there's a con for that to celebrate SDCC. I'm going to talk about uh, and ask you some trivia about um, some of the lesser known cons. We'll say. Okay. So Sounds what I have fun. is the name of nine cons Con for the sake of this game and fairness. I have put the word con at the end of all of their titles. Okay. Whether they're officially known as that or not, Fair. just a e- e- even footing. 
Uh, but a few of them are fake. Oh, I see. And you have to tell me which one is the real convention <laughs> and which ones are fake. Sounds good. In a game, there's a con for that. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right. Scrimshanders United Con. It sounds so made up that it has to be real. It is fake. Oh, darn it. Not Scrimshanders or the art of Scrimshaw, which is inking and carving bones and tusks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Scrimshander United Con is not a real convention. That was a good one. I believed it. <laughs> I know. That's what you're in for. Prepare. Yay. All right. Yo-Yo Con. Oh, that's got to be real. That is not real. <laughs> there is a world yo-yo like championship yearly, but the, there's no regular conventions held. Steve was a big yo-yoer back in the day. I was an okay. I knew four <laughs> tricks. I never got past into the, like the more advanced stuff. That's really. more than any of us knew. So that's fine. That's right. In the land of the blind, the one eyed man is king. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. X-Filers Unite Con. I don't want to just be real eventually, but that just sounds so lame. I'll say, no, it's not real. I know that is, that is real. <laughs> it is a get all fan these wrong. driven con and expo for X-File fanatics held in Warwick, Rhode Island. Wow. I, I love X-Files, but come up with a better name, guys. That's terrible. That's right. <laughs> uh, Paper Doll Con. Don't say real. That is real. Yes. Got one right. <laughs> That is 100% real. It's held in Kansas City, Missouri. Sounds terrible. <laughs> That's right. All right. Chihuahua Con. Oh, I hope it's fake. It is fake. Yes. Fake. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, all right. Tiki Oasis Con. Mm, I bet something similar exists, but I'm going to say fake. No, that is real. TQS's con takes place in San Diego, California. Uh, all right. Celebrity impersonators con. Yes, that is right. It's called the Sunburst Convention, and it's held in Orlando, Florida. Hey, I think I've heard of that one, actually. <laughs> Sunburst right. Convention. All right. You got two left. All right. Chachki con. No, that is correct. That is not a real thing. <laughs> yeah. How hard would that be to say? Come on down to Chachkikon. Chachkikon. But it sounds like something people will go to, though. <laughs> All right. This last one. Mm-hmm. Lincoln. 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 How you spell that? Like, like a- Abraham Lincoln's last name. Lincoln. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Um. Yes. That is correct. That is a real one. Oh my God. It's a meeting of lo- uh, Lincoln educational speakers and enthusiasts. <laughs> and it is held in uh, Amicalola Falls, Georgia. I know where that is. All right. But man, well, that's where Lincoln happens. Uh, no also- no kink shaming here, man. You do what you want to do, people. <laughs> that's right. Just a little bit, though. Just a little bit. Uh, all right, German, you got one, two, three, four, five correct. Hey, they're only nine. So more than 50%. Oh, there were nine. So I actually uh, got a D. Yeah, you did better, like a 56 or 57, something like I that. I kind of got a D, D plus, D minus. 
Yeah, you did it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I think that brings us to our Radical Recommends. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. So my recommend for this episode is uh, not for everybody because everyone has their guilty pleasures. And oftentimes for people, that's reality shows, trashy shows. Yeah. This we is, love trashy TV. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of those with my fiance as well, you know, but there's a trashy show of it just for me, you know, that I, no one's going to want to watch with me because it's that bad. But it's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. There are at least three seasons of it. From what I'm yes. So there's the first seasons actually on Netflix, which has made it gain a lot of popularity. But if you have Hulu, you can see the first and second season. The third season is actually currently coming out. So it's not on a streaming service yet, except history because it's on history uh, channel. Okay. And I probably talked about Skinwalker Ranch in really old uh, preternatural penetration segments on this very show. But it's this crazy place that was uh, experienced lots of UFO activity. So in the early 2000s, maybe late 90s, this guy named Robert Bigelow bought this giant plot of land out in Utah called Skinwalker Ranch. And it was on Native American lands um, and it's supposed to be cursed. But he's an aerospace engineer. He's a billionaire. Um, and eventually so many weird things happened there that he started getting government funding to study this land. So it's been a fascinating place for a long, long time. Every UFO enthusiast is like, what's going on there? But they have guards. You couldn't get in. It's like Area 51, but in the middle of Utah and owned by a personal a guy, like a private company. But he also worked with the government and they helped him with resources to study it. People who left working for him said they saw portals and werewolves and ghosts and all sorts of like this whole gamut of paranormal stuff, not just like one type of thing. Um, so that's fascinating. But then... <laughs> Bigelow sells it to this guy in 2016, and this guy is the one who's made a deal with History Channel now to open up the ranch and bring in his own scientific advisors to research it, his own security personnel, and they are a bunch of dopey buffoons who, I mean, can't do anything right, and that's not on purpose. They think they're great on this show. They're portraying them as if they're like fantastic scientists doing great experiments, but they do everything wrong. They don't repeat any experiments. It's nice. so bad, but they still have like some footage of like UFOs they see on the property and things that do happen. But I'm like, <laughs> these guys are awful. And the lead guy they bring in who must be like our our entry into the team because he's new to the team is this guy from a Kentucky university who's an astronomer. And he's a thick Kentucky accent. And he's like telling you, narrating the whole show for you. And he's, he sounds so dumb. But I know he has a doctorate degree in astronomy, but it's just like. He just sounds so stupid. Now, now what we're going to do now today, we're going to go out to that ranch and we're going to do some scientific experiments. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it's I can't stop watching it. It's like watching a fire. It's amazing. Wow. I love watching fire. So (laughs) right up my alley. You should you should check it out. So not for everybody, but that's my radical recommend. Okay, no, I love trash TV. I'll talk to Anna about it. (laughs) I can't wait. Well, it brings to some trailer reviews. All right, this week I chose a trailer that was not at San Diego Comic-Con, but came out like a day or two later. Mm. And that is, uh, I think it's going to be on Amazon Prime. That is Samaritan with Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Uh, The basic premise seems to be that uh, he is a retired superhero thought long dead. Who's begrudgingly been avoiding the world. Until he gets pulled back in. He's a, now a garbage truck uh, guy. 
yeah, like he's now a garbage picker guy, regular schmo. People in the, in his neighborhood know him. Um, and, but he's really a superhero, and so he's got to like put his outfit back on and and strap strap up one last time to help some kid out or some drug people in the neighborhood, right? Some like thugs <laughs> move into the neighborhood, and suddenly right. he has to become the hero again. And it looks like it's good special effects, and it's you know an interesting premise, but uh, and it's appropriate for Stallone. Yeah, because he's an old man. Like from an age perspective, from you know him sort of embracing that he was an action star, but now he's just an old, muscly dude. Um, but with so much superhero stuff in now, I mean, heck, we just spent half the episode talking about superhero <laughs> stuff. Did. It's good to see something that is not what everyone else is doing. Right. Like, even within the genre now, it's like, oh, it's an old superhero. Okay. Different. Right, right. We haven't really gotten any of that out of the MCU yet, aside from like Hawkeye Get getting aging. older and, he has no superpowers. And, and needing his hearing aid. That's true. Well, you the weird know. thing is, I was like, wait a minute. Did, did I already see this movie be made a while back with uh, Joe Manganello? And that was a different movie called Arch Enemy but came out maybe like three years ago and it was him as like a homeless guy and no one believes him. He's telling everybody that he's from, from another planet and he lost his superpowers and he's really a superhero and no one believes him. But this one kid believes him and they go to fight against the local drug Lords in the, in the neighborhood. I'm like, this is very similar to that. <laughs> Although he didn't, he didn't lose his powers, but he's just hiding out as kind of a, a grungy little dude. And some kid believes in him. I'm like, they almost like stole this exact plot almost. It's really weird. I never saw that movie, Arch Enemy, but apparently it got pretty good reviews. It just was kind of an indie flick. It didn't get a lot of attention. But now Sylvester Stallone, this thing's going to be much bigger, I think. But I don't know. It looks cute. Yeah, it looks cute. Looks I'll fun. watch it. I already have Amazon Prime, so why not? Exactly. But good trailer picks, Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess that brings us to the end of episode 151, a wonderful episode. It does. Join us next time when we promise you that copycat cinema we talked about for this week. Yes. White House down and Olympus has fallen to fantastic films. We let you down. We're sorry. (laughs) We have fallen. We have fallen. (laughs) We're going to pick ourselves back up and bring you copycat cinema. That's right. Keep on coming back for it and be in our nerdy audience. And we will keep on coming back and being your nerdy co-hosts. Thanks again, Internet. Stay nerdy, my friends. Thanks for listening to A Play on Nerds. Feel free to email feedback at aplayonnerds.com with all your questions or comments. Shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter and earn yourself a sweet shout out on the show. Review us on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts so even more nerds can find us. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, we aren't picky. Check out our entire back catalog and other offerings at aplayonnerds.com. And how? And how?